Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 985 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the usual duo of James Dean Raider, a.k.a. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. And Ben Funky Askren, who always a winner with humility and class and never wanted to Drive home a point or be annoying. I'm, I I'm want again, that. guys. I, this thing happened. I won again. It's tremendous. I won another week of FRL picks. No, you didn't. What? We tied. <laughs> Four to two. You J- were terrible JD this said, week. You were terrible. What? JD, can you explain to this guy? Explain you were him. like four and five, bro. You were not good this week. I don't think so. JD, what's the score? Is, is he cheating? JD, is he cheating on us? I'm going to look at the sheet. Christian's Christian's rigging the ballot. I didn't. Where's JD? I'm I'm right here. I'm double checking. You definitely did the worst this week, CP. Yeah. It. I thought it said four and two. No, that was last week, dummy. I put the total season count on there. That was last week. This week you did oh, awful. Oh snap! Oh yeah, devastating. This yeah. is. You know what? Hold on. I get. First of <laughs> all, I'm. I item one. I am obviously not in Austin, Texas. I am in Churchville, Virginia. I am in the children's room here. That's why it's uh-huh. his background. Item two, <laughs> there's a reason when in the court of law, if you are emotionally distressed to a point where uh, you are uh, not rational, they, they're like, you know what? He's clear. And I was making these picks in no, the middle of no. airport misery. I was it. stranded I was stranded. I also if a little PTSD because our plane had to be diverted from what? Texas to Dulles, and we had to do, I'll call it an emergency landing in Memphis, Wait, Tennessee. Why? Someone had a heart attack or something? No, something to do with the pressure. Um, Weird. They, so they had to do emergency. So these picks were made in total distress. Um, so, yeah, I was looking at the wrong week. Daggone it. Um, <laughs> But you know what? You're getting you're you're getting it off topic already. I shouldn't have brought up your. You your started it. I know. I'm blaming myself because <laughs> we got to start with this collegiate duels. We got to start with the Cornell Iowa State. Uh, oh, you're mad fiasco. about this fiasco? Are you happy about it, Ben? I'm not happy about it. I made okay, the walk well, every time. I made the walk four years straight, so I I I can't relate. Okay, well. Why don't you uh, get, give your opinion? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know he put out a statement and, uh, you know, someone shared his email with uh, the public and he said injuries are unpredictable, which sure is true. No doubt about that. But the likelihood that that many people were injured um, in one match, they only, they, right, they had two matches prior to that, two duels, which those people Dale wrestled. So the likelihood that they were all hurt in those duels 
I don't know. I find that to be relatively unlikely. It's possible that it's true, but maybe not all that likely. So, yeah, we were really disappointed. We did not get to see a very good Cornell lineup against Iowa State. No, and, you know, the the thing, one of the items, you know, and if you don't know, Cornell wrestled Iowa State, or some of Cornell wrestled Iowa State. Coach Mike Gray elected not wrestle um, several starters, Brett Unger, Vito Arujao, Meyer Shapiro, Julian Ramirez. And the Ramirez one I is, called Ramirez that morning, though. I said he wasn't going to wrestle. People were, call, people were calling that in Las Vegas. <laughs> the, the second... The second Julian beat Carr, they're like, well, he's not. And this, the, the, you know, I didn't say it, but everyone else was like, yeah, he's not going to wrestle the duel. And, you know, at the time, I thought, well, they're going to want to win that duel. So they're going to want to wrestle Julian. Wrong. They did not want to win this duel. And you can't convince me that all four of those guys got injured at the duel prior. Um, that would be very surprising, maybe they did. wouldn't it? That would be really surprising. It would be really, really surprising to me if they all got injured. And... You know, it's just it's a bummer because this duel had the makings to be totally awesome and fire and really exciting, and we ended up not seeing it. And you know, the, a lot of the question and a lot of the blame is going to Coach Gray for for the decision. But well, he he is the decision maker, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, but really, because some of the athletes, because no. then we yeah, got, I, I would reference one. one uh, who is that guy? That guy was um, uh, hold on, Jeff Gundy. I'm 40. I'm a man. Remember that guy? That's Mike. Mike Gundy. <laughs> Mike. Oh, um, I was close. I was so close. Jeff Van Gundy. This is because you're such an NBA fan. Jeff Van Gundy oh. was a head coach of the New York Knickerbockers, and then was a broadcaster. Got it. But, um, you know, you talk to coaches, and they're like, "Listen, this is not." And I didn't talk to Mike Gray about this, but, um. The athletes call a lot of the shots. The coaches sometimes are sitting guys for sure. That's happening, but a lot of times, and I don't, I don't, I'm not voicing what I think is happening in this. I'm just saying broadly, athletes are calling a lot of the shots. Hundred percent. Talk to coaches. It's they're wanting to sit. Um, that's that's just the reality of of college wrestling right now. A lot of the athletes are picking and choosing their spots. I'm not saying that's what happened here. I don't know what it was. The fact that it was four of them, four of the starters, not makes good. me think it. It well, it makes me think more more on the coaching side than the than the athlete side. Um, but we we don't really know. I mean, it's just hard to believe that they were all injured. I would just rather they say, "Hey, listen, dual meets don't matter." We didn't want to wrestle these matches, and so we decided not to. But the, the idea that I'm supposed to believe that they all got injured. An hour before, it's just it's just hard for me to believe that's the that's the case. And if it was about hey, we don't want them to wrestle three matches in a day, there's a, there's a way you could sort of juggle that between the two previous duels where you're going against Little Rock and Pitt, and still, yeah. you know, be ready to go for for the big one. So yes. I don't know what happened. I went when I obviously didn't know this was happening, and when they sat Vito. I was like, well, can I make of, one point it, here that I think should be is obvious and should be made that you you maybe you just alluded to but you didn't totally make it. Yeah, is that they had three duels that day, right? So the, yes. the, the athletes have as many as three matches. Well, they re- they didn't forfeit the matches, so they brought a bunch of backups. So there was mm-hmm. a clear, at least a little small 
plan in place that these backups are going to wrestle some because if you know there's no doubt if you have no doubt they're they're you know bench them send them home for christmas right this is christmas time send them home so yeah they have at least a little bit of like we may wrestle these guys because we're going to make them weigh in and bring them along on the trip and so to your point yes they can they can wrestle some of those guys against Pitt or little rock and likely still come away with a win right i mean i think they beat little rock nine matches to one or something and i i think it was their just full like their best version of their lineup so yeah wrestle yes. some of those guys in that duel the marquee matchup is the last one if you know you guys listen and, and maybe i don't want to throw these cornell kids under the bus because i don't know them, and i don't know this to be true so i'm saying this is a possibility cornell guys don't don't get too mad at me but you got four guys hurt maybe they're soft maybe it's a little bit soft right i didn't miss any matches in four years so i i know about making the walk maybe they're a little bit soft so if you know they're a little bit soft, they get dinged up a little easy, you know, like a banana. Like, you can barely touch a banana. It's going to get bruised, right? You got a coconut or something, you can't hurt that sucker. You throw that thing out there anytime you want. So if they're, if they're soft like bananas, maybe you wrestle wrestle the second stringer. You, you made way in. You brought them along. You made them way in. Maybe you make them wrestle a duel or two in the beginning where you don't need your best guys, the whole lineup. And he's saying for the marquee one. Yeah. I mean, that's... I wasn't alluding to the to the backups part, but yeah, that is sort of what I'm alluding to. Um, you know that you beat Little Rock 32 to eight. It would yeah. stand to reason you could throw some of those guys out there, and you would still probably beat Little Rock. But what I was saying about Vito, you know, because this is sort of unfolding. It's like, oh wait, no longer. That's kind of weird. Oh, Greg D gets the pin. Cool. And then no Vito. You kind of look at that like, well, that can kind of be explained away with. We got pinpoints at 125 that yep. were not expected, right? So if you go 6-3 into 141 and you're tr- actually trying to win the duel, which I didn't realize they were not trying to win the duel, but if they had, you could say, all right, we can lose this, and Vito is trying to make an Olympic team. We don't need to expose him to a- extra rigor. He's already putting it on the line for the team mm-hmm. uh, a lot more than a, a reigning world champion should be expected to or would be expected to under normal circumstances. So it's like, okay, give give Vito a match off. You're you you're in good shape to win the duel. But then Meyer and then Julian, it's like, okay, we're just not gonna get the matches that we're looking for looking for. Yeah. Um so and then it sort of unfolds and it's like, man, this is this is sort of strange. Um yeah. And to push back against um, this is just be this wouldn't even be Mike Gray. This would just be I guess college coaches in general, and maybe even college athletes. You need to listen to me because I coach athletes also. Um, now I think th- there's obviously a balance, right? There could be sometimes when you wrestle and you shouldn't, and it's dumb. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's fully, fully, um, uh, fully reasonable. But at the same, at the exact on the exact same token, um, you need to wrestle when you're a little bit subpar. Right when your body's not a hundred percent, because listen, in March, how do you know what you're going to feel like? And if you've never pushed yourself to wrestle when your body's not a hundred percent, you're not going to be able to do that. Right? This everything, everything in life that you do well likely comes through doing it with experience. Right? And so the very first time you're wrestling with an injury or dealing with something, you're probably going to be way, way below what you're actually capable of. But if you push yourself to do it, right? This I push a lot of my wrestlers to wrestle when they're sick, when they got a small injury, these type of things. Because like, when we get to the terms that matter, right? So for us, like a Fargo, you get the Fargo. Can you guarantee me? Can you guarantee me you're going to be 100% healthy? Can you? No. The answer is no, you can't, right? 
And so if you you want to be able to perform when you're not 100% healthy, you need to probably try to perform when you're not 100% healthy, sometimes prior to the main time you need to. And so it's like, you guys need to push yourselves. You need to push yourselves. And I, this is not even speaking straight to the Cornell wrestlers. This is speaking to just kind of the, the thought process in general. Because this is what I tell my guys. This is what I tell my guys. You you need to learn how to battle when you're not 100%. Yep, totally agree with that. Uh, so it, it was obviously the the dominant topic of conversation online when this all went down. And, but there were a lot of other, what? Someone in the chat said, opposing fans will be bringing bananas to Cornell matches for the rest of the year. Oh, no. We've already had the orange gate. Now we've got, oh, yeah, I haven't been in the chat. Uh, um, I think two things can be true about this instance where, one, maybe it can be the best thing for the athletes to not wrestle in this duel. But yeah. two, fans have the right to be angry, and it can also be said that it's not a very good look to wrestle that day a match or two previous and then not in the big duel that everybody was looking forward to. So I don't think I, agree. I think fans can be mad and they have that right to be mad, and I think Coach Gray can also be like, eh, we're doing what's best for our team and our individuals, and that can also be true. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure of anything. I don't know what happened. No, I, I think, yeah, that, that's uh, smart, JD, and well said. I agree. It's so, that, it's so funny because, you know, he's all small on my screen, and then when Tyler switches to, or when JD starts talking, he gets this big Santa hat. <laughs> I think it's weird because on the YouTube chat, <laughs> he's in a different spot than he is on our, our uh, Zoom chat. Zoom. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah, Inception. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so, okay, but besides that, well, how about Greg, uh, uh, Greg D getting the pin was pretty wild, too. And Tyson, there was, it was crazy. There were some guys who had, like, the worst days ever at collegiate duels. It's funny, like, in a tournament, you would just be out, right? <laughs> but in the yeah. format, sometimes it just keeps going downhill. And so... Um, Eric Kenya did not have a great day, but even worse day than him was uh, Cole Matthews went 0-3, and the number one wrestler in the country at 125 went 0-3. How crazy is that? It's totally insane. Uh, I, I just, yeah, it's like when you're having a bad day and just the duels keep coming, it can just go from bad to worse to worse than before. Uh, it was crazy to see, I mean, Cole Matthews is... Man, he just seems like not the same guy he was years previous. A lot, a lot of miles on those tires could be part of it. He also has a, you know, his style's been discussed a lot, and I think the more his style's been exposed to wrestling, and I think the three point takedown probably doesn't help. I think it's just a little but he got tougher I mean, for him. On the other side of, I mean, we should probably talk about the guys who did bad. But the, on the other side of that, Cole Matthews equation too is Etchemendia, and he's wrestling really good. He even mm. like. He's kind of pretty tough on top. I think he got ride time against Cole Matthews. He had, I, he definitely got ride time against uh, Etchemendi. Got ride time against Cornella for you know he, he broke did. him for two minutes plus. And and Cornella generally pretty darn good on bottom. So um, Etchemendi is absolutely a threat at uh, at 141 pounds, big time. I mean, he can go with absolutely everyone on his feet. He's yeah, I mean, he, he was kind of, for 
for me, like kind of the story of of the duels, of the collegiate duels. And, and we've seen him look really good. Like he looked really strong against Real Woods. He had some really good moments um, at Vegas, though he took some losses as well. Yeah. He, and it's, you know, do you want to put him in that? We talked about after the Real Woods thing. Do you want to put him in that title contending strata? And I'm still, I still refer back to what I said after Real, going through a tournament's a different thing. And the mat is still going to be a factor, and seven minutes may be a factor at times. Yeah. So I'm I'm not ready to, to go there yet, but I think he well, can go with just about everyone. He was right there with Locke and McNeil at the Cliff Keen. Um, I, do, I don't recall the Happel match at this point in time. Happel's good, though. I mean, Happel had a very competitive match with Jesse Mendez. Um, he was in on an t- early takedown against Mendez, and... and Kind of, in my opinion, really blew it. So he had the, yeah. the double lock below the butt, and he put his feet butt down the wrong way where Mendez was able to get like a chest wrap and then pop his hips up. Um, and if he would have taken his feet the other way, I think he likely would have secured the takedown. So, I mean, he, he's right there with Jesse Mendez. So, you know, Happel's a very, very tough customer. Um, I would say I'm not putting Edge tier one, but I think he's tier two, and he could definitely make a deep run at NCAAs. Totally agree. Um, let's turn into our Cyclone correspondent, James Dean Raider, for Etchmendia <laughs> takes. No, I, I, I think he's title threat. Um, Happel was a uh, sad boy hours backside of CKLB, so you can't count it. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> kind of like Cyclone uh, Pinero Johnson. Backside Pinero is not nearly as effective as frontside Pinero. It could be the case with Etchmendia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same for and same for me. Another high level athlete when I'm having to make picks from an airport that I'm not <laughs> supposed to be in. Me, Echemendia, and Pinero, we're all three elite athletes, and we don't do well <laughs> when we're sad. Hey, we're throwing. Anyway. We're basically we're not throwing it out, but uh, we all agree. Maya Shapiro has probably beaten uh, Trevor Chumbly most most matches. But when you when you hit him on the backside after taking a loss at CKLV, it's a little bit different yes. story. Very sad. Yeah, sad for sure. Um, anyway, so you think he's a, you think he's a title contender? I'm kind of waiting to see. I think he's high, 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 high tier two, but going against the reels, uh, I don't know. And just the tournament, the whole tournament's gonna be tough. I'm putting him in yeah. threat. But he is scary. Threat. He's in my threat tier right now. Threat tier. He, he's a threat. I like it. So we talked about Cole, I mean, Jacob Camacho losing three. I just... Brutal. For all all the memes about 125 and just how chaotic it's been, even still, going into this tournament, even still, I would never have predicted he would go down three times like this. I feel like Camacho, he may, he could drop a match. He could lose to a guy, but he just doesn't seem like a guy that would go on a skid like that. And... You know, maybe there was something going on. You know, he didn't wrestle in Vegas, which was, you know, sort of a little surprising. But maybe there's something to that, the reason he wasn't there, because he just did not look great. I mean, great. Christian, but the, 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 push, the pushback there is he looked good enough against uh, Anthony Noto. Um, yeah. I mean, that was a very competitive True. match. Noto got the takedown. He's a good defensive wrestler. Camacho was in on a lot of attacks. He was in on a takedown to win the match. Like, it was... It was really competitive, and notice uh, I think he's what number th- three or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, I think against, against Trevor Anderson, who 
he he's a tough kid, but not great. Um, you know, he's probably like a, I don't know, we'll say twenty five somewhere in there, likely ish. Um, he again, he just couldn't finish his shots, right? Couldn't fin- and, and he was in on a lot of them, couldn't finish them. And then in the last match, I think we should talk about that too. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but he got pinned in like twenty seconds. Like the opening sequence gets caught in a cradle and and finished. And I was just. Ohio State got three pins in a row. It was like the first two pins were 45 seconds. Like, what in the world is even happening? And then they still almost lost the duel. Yeah. It it was... Someone asked, like, have you ever seen, like, a high-level duel start like that? It's like, that's like some high school stuff. I see pin, pin, pin. Nothing. No, I I can't recall. And these are two really good teams. I mean, NC State's ranked second. Um, Ohio State, they won a trophy last year. Three they have pins a lot of in a row to start a duel. And the first two in, were like 45 seconds each. The first two were upset pins. Yes. Major, major upsets. But Crone pinning Camacho is a major upset. Buzakis, Ben, I don't want to say what you texted me. I said he wasn't good. Buzak- I'll tell I'll tell everyone. I watched his first match against um, Northern Iowa. He didn't look good. He got no offense. Just when I think I'm out, and he pulls out. That me is back like, in. <laughs> Not good. But then uh, Arini, I mean, listen, uh, Arini must not have done his homework because the one place Nick Buzakis yeah. is good is upper body. And he's just playing with fire, like like just putting himself back in the fire over and over and over again. And the way he got pinned was totally, that was totally high school stuff. Buzakis reached back and just ripped his freaking head off. <laughs> it was a tight headlock. Buzakis is going to be one of the tougher guys to, to prognosticate throughout the year because he does have that home run power i mean just just his vegas alone he gets majored round one and kills everyone for third it wasn't it wasn't exactly murderer's role but it was still cliff keenan's vegas for crying out loud but then and then his first match against northern iowa was it was bad he lost 5-1 to julian farber who is tough farber is tough he's scrappy but but i don't know that he's an all-american threat yet he's like a 25 through 30 guy yes yes absolutely um but so that was a crazy way to start the duel. And then Mendez, and the weird thing about the Mendez pin is it's six six with twelve seconds to go. <laughs> this yeah. Is, this is this is one if you're picking a line for it, this goes from oh man, I don't even know if we did one for this. Uh we did one, uh, yes. I was I was emotionally distressed as I pre- previously mentioned. We all but, actually picked Mendez to win by more than four and a half, which he was not gonna do until the last no. couple seconds. <laughs> exactly. So exactly my point. Mendez ends up pinning him. And so now Ohio State's up 18 to 0. And NC State's yeah, in a yeah. in a big hole. And they they almost scratch and claw their way out of it. But the buck I mean, they down did. 18 is just that, that's too much. Too much to come back from. So great performance there from the the first three Buckeyes. Good response. You know, Arrington beating Demilio is a big that's a big win for Arrington. That was um, one. I think I got it wrong. You and I both got it wrong. It was a pick 'em. That was a close match. I know JD. We talked about it, and we were kind of back and forth on it. I think pick 'em was definitely the line, and it was a super close match. Um, and JD was the only one to get that one right. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I, it was the only uh, reason I said the, that. The dual. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, JD. My um, high intelligence insight was: I think these two dudes are literally about as even as it gets, fifty-fifty. And Demilio won the last one, so I'm picking Arrington to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm about to empathize with Ben because uh, sometimes it's 
like you'll you'll just like steamroll over us talking in the studio. But I just realized that on Zoom, it totally if you're talking, it'll totally cut the audio. So I was just watching JD talk but couldn't hear him. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> now, yeah. So I think that's what happens on the on the show sometimes. You you can't hear us. Um, come on, Zoom. That's not helpful. Okay, so Aaron, you're right about the Arrington one. Good job. It's not often a six four duel. You win six out of ten matches and um, you lose. But it's even crazier that they only lost by one. Yeah, so crazy. Welsh wrestled for Ohio State. No, he won. No hard slow. What's that? He won in that duel. It, yes, he did win. He beat Faison nine to six. Fishback beat Rogatsky. A highly tech geog and Treffen Feldman. Did you watch this match, Ben? I did not get to watch that match. Man, I, I my uh, my opinions on Feldman are, are waning a little bit, at least for this they, year. They should be. Uh, yeah. Uh, this this one was crazy though because he he had it to win. He got the takedown, and then yeah. he's really good if he if he's got you attacking. Like his down block, go behinds, and reattacks yeah. are really really good. And so Treffen shoots his single, and he spins all the way behind. And he goes to the hip, and so Treffen squares up, and he dives in on a single, and immediately gets sprawled on and spun behind. And it was mm-hmm. just a—I think it's like kind of the picture of the problems Feldman's going to have is that he's a little small. He can give up some some easier takedowns on on go behinds, and I think his his de- it's. His defense is great when you're shooting on him, but if they if they get to the leg, he's he has a little bit of a harder time, if you know what I'm saying. Like so he can't let him get in. So Treffen gets the late takedown and ride out for for the win there uh over Feldman, who who's tough. We but... actually picked uh J D actually talked me uh into picking Treffen because he said I I was I was vacillating on it and he said that uh Gahaldi was smashing Feldman. That was that was what put me over the brink to pick uh smashing. Pick him. So great job, JD. Thank you for that. You are very welcome. Yes. You're the duel. Kind of yes. Rocco Welsh. Yeah. Is he gonna be is uh like Ohio State wrestled all their starters? Is something uh Hart's a little banged up or I would have to guess, right? Because Rocco yeah. Welsh, they didn't weigh they didn't weigh in Karchla. Um Waka Welsh looked pretty good. They got plenty of meats to use him in, right? They have the time. Um, they have the five five bouts they can use him in, so they probably have what two two left, maybe, or something to that effect. He's wrestling three events. Yes. Yeah. Bennett Durham Klein gave us two dollars and asked where was Swiderski. So I feel like we should at least try to answer. I think he was just out with injury. Injury. Yeah, they bumped Redding up, Redding, Redding all the way up to forty nine, and he's a thirty three. So he took a, he kind of took a butt kicking. Um, yeah, I wish I really wanted to see Shapiro versus uh, Chittum. You know, Shapiro wrestled Bianchi, who is an AWA guy first round. So I was watching that one. He got he's so slick on his feet. He got two real nice first period takedowns, but he did get ridden for I want to say it was almost almost a minute, and then. He just he gets tired, right? In the third period, he wasn't nearly as effective, and Bianchi was more aggressive in the third period, but wasn't able to secure a takedown. Um, and if you know he's looking at making a run, like those are two issues. If you get ridden and you don't have a great gas tank, <laughs> dude, it's hard to win five matches in a row, especially five hard matches. So, um, 
definitely, you know, some a guy we were talking about as an NCAA title contender, but now I'm I'm having my doubts about him. Hey, one thing I didn't say earlier yeah. when we were talking about Cornell sitting their guys that didn't get mentioned was Luis's Fernandez Day, who wrestled in matches one and three, but did not wrestle Dayton Pitzer in match two. Ooh, really? Yep. Jeez, that's no good. So I think it was. So, I think it's a case of our guys are not one hundred percent, but they're good enough to wrestle the lower rank guys. But that's but the one where it's like, top, it's like it's not act, guys. It's not actually an injury because if there was something actually injured that you were actually worried about hurting, this is wrestling, and despite the fact the guy's not ranked very high, he can still do things that can hurt you. I mean, is it less? Is it less likely? Sure, whatever. I'll give you that, right? But it's like if you're actually injured and you're worried about getting re-injured, you're not going to wrestle someone because, and honestly, sometimes the guys who suck are more dangerous because they just do wild stuff all the time. Yep. For some of those yeah, guys, yeah. It's, it's, you're worried about losing when you're not 100% healthy. Correct. Not getting re-injured. Correct, yes. Uh, hey, Pitzer Basito, now that you brought him up, Pitzer Basito was kind of fun. Uh, Bastida's high crotch is so smooth and he's quick to it, but I don't know. He got he got a little bit tired where his high crotch. The first one scored pretty easy. The second one he kind of had to grind out, and then he got in there a bunch of times after that and did not score. Um, and then as as the third period went on, Pitzer was very aggressive and attacking. Um, and you know, I don't want to say he got he didn't get very close at the at the very last second. He was very close. Maybe he shouldn't have earlier, or and it might be it was probably after time was over. Um, but just if you had a little bit of footwork and a little bit of attacks, Pitzer maybe would have been able to score a takedown there. Yeah, he did a really good job. Pitzer's tough. But the the thing with Fernandez is he sat against Pitzer, but he still wrestled Pistita, who's, uh, you know, tougher. Very good. Right now. But behind lower, or Pistita is above him in ranking and seed, meaning if he loses, there's no harm. Pitzer is below him, yeah. but only slightly. Really? Meaning Pitzer's there's below? Fernandez? Nah, I actually don't know that, but potentially. But I'm saying he shouldn't be. <laughs> no, the Pitzer's got to be ranked closer. higher than Fernandez. Got to be ranked higher. He is. Pitzer's eight. Fernandez is so eight nineteen. I, I would just be interesting to hear the uh, thought behind not wrestling. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Well, since we're kind of back on that, you know, the, the fans <laughs> it, it pulled us back. Yeah, the the fans are like. How do you stop it? And there's there's literally nothing. Um, this is going to be it. They they, you know, the Big Ten of 2022 was just an absolute embarrassment with forfeits. So they tried to put in a rule that hey, if you medical forfeit, your first one's a loss. That's a really good rule. But there is nothing you can do. Doesn't work for duels to though. make. Does nothing you can do for duels. You can't tell the coach who they have to wrestle. Right? You can't. T- that's just a different thing for, for a dual meet. You cannot choose their lineup. And right. until seeding is different in, in how it's weighed, and I don't know that there's necessarily a better there are, there are some tweaks that could be made to the seeding process. It does reward this behavior, so it, it, it bears you know a second, third look. Yeah. Losses don't matter. That's a problem, but wins do. There, there's some weird things that are factored in there that could be changed, but I don't think there's a, a a variable or something you could do that 
that changes it, right? And I don't think you could yeah. say if you don't wrestle, you know, because there are this is wrestling. On the one hand, it's wrestling and you should wrestle. On the other hand, it's wrestling and you are going to get injured, right, at some point in your career, probably. So you do need to allow for guys to, you know, miss a dual meet every now and again without penalty. And if, if hypothetically, if Mike Gray sat Meyer Shapiro against Bianchi, Bianchi shouldn't get some credit for a win over Meyer be- just because he didn't wrestle that when he was, you know, saving up for a match later, which that's not what happened. But, um, for that reason, it wouldn't make sense. So it's really kind of an unsolvable problem until the, I don't even know what, I don't even know what the, the mechanism required because it's all about incentives, right? There's not a good incentive to put on a show for the fans, right? That that's, if that happens, great. I'm sure it's what the coaches think, but they're not ultimately, that's not their, their charge or their prerogative. They're trying to get their guys through to March and, we can be just we can be frustrated and and i you know i'm trying to watch this duel and then i was like oh wait i wish they told us just tell us you don't want to win the duel just tell us it doesn't matter beforehand don't get us all fired up about it um but as far as changing it i don't i don't know if there's a good solution do you see one ben no i actually you know what um it's very rare that someone makes me think of a new perspective i haven't thought about and um you know, the way you said it about throwing the duel, like most of the time uh, coaches throwing games is uh, is frowned upon. Um, and when you look at it that way, that's kind of an interesting way to, to view it because, yeah, in another sport, if a coach had multiple guys who were capable of competing and chose to not compete them uh, and the, their team lost, you would that's kind of how you would view it. So I actually like that perspective. Um, but yes, I mean, in, in the reality of until duels matter more, you're going to see this. I think that that's what we're going to see. Yeah, there, there's just a general, I don't know, I've been a sports fan basically my entire life. There's just a general agreement before every sporting event I've ever watched is that we both do want to win this thing. Correct. The, yeah. When the Orioles are playing the Royals or the Commanders are playing the Cowboys, you just kind of know they're trying to, when UNC basketball is playing, you know, Duke, in basketball, you know they're both trying to win. It's just it's not even a thought. But in wrestling it is it actually is a thought. It's like we don't actually want to win. We don't want to win more than we want to solve for something else. That's that was the reality of the Cornell Iowa State tool. They did not want to win. They did not yeah. want to win. Because that yeah. you don't do that if you want to win. It's team sport right. versus individual sport. So, I know. which is why and, and that's what well, what do we have? I mean we they add up the team scores. Yeah, in in March, and so it's how your individuals perform best that day, not during March. Which almost brings me to the point where I'm, the national title. <laughs> well, obviously, but that will never happen when we still have the individual and they calculate the team. They're not going to award two trophies, which is why I'm almost ready to say I would rather just do a de- a dual team championship and get rid of the individual. Hey, JD. Championship, which is like a terrible take, but I'm pretty much there because we see the best individuals wrestle at tournaments and we see the best of the best wrestle at U20s and seniors as well. We get to see those matchups normally. We never, hardly ever get to see the top five, ten teams duel at full strength. 
So if it's, I'm almost to the point where if it means cutting the individual tournament to get a dual tournament, I'm almost there. Yeah, tell You're him. You're that, that is crazy. Tell him, tell him. Dual I mean, national I'm, title would be and so you, much you, fun. You can what set if up a dual national championship and I, Ohio State came out got three pins right away? You'd be like, ah! This is it nuts. would be legendary. You I can set up that, an individual just, tournament. Just, a random person an can set up tournament. I'm crying. a random person can set up an uh, NCAA individual tournament, and all the best teams will still go if it means it doesn't affect them winning an NCAA team title trophy. You can award uh, individual accolades based on this is like kind of terrible, but like the old like AP bowl system where they just award it at the end to a team, to an individual. This guy went 20-0. He beat the top five ranked guys. He's our national champion. But to award a team champion, we have to go dual, champ uh, dual championship because it's the best for the fans. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm very close to it. Getting closer. Yeah, you can't mess with the individual tournament. But listen, if there was a dual national title, I'd be fired up for that. It'd be, it would be incredible. And that would make... You know, if your example, of, you know, can you imagine if in a dual championship a team came out and got three pins? That would be That's insane. You, we would talk about it forever. We're not going to talk about this in a week. Yeah. You know, just because it, mm -hmm. it just doesn't have that that gravity. Um, someone said JD is on the eggnog. Are they having another? Uh, not yet. Are they having another? Uh, it's a, it's a lot early to, to be noggin. It's true. Oh, but man. they had uh, JD. What are you gonna do with 125 though? So here's my thing. At first, <laughs> at first it was pissing me off because it's hard to rank. It's, <laughs> it's really not that hard to rank anymore because you can put whatever you want in there and you can make a justification for it, and people can't really argue with you. So it's actually kind you of almost what? easy now. You can put them in no any order you want. Number one, he's undefeated. Let's go. <laughs> I honestly asked. I asked Kozak. I was like. Is Noah certain about to be number one? Because it seems like he's got a decent case. Yeah, um, he is not. Which, I said on Monday, I said he had a loss uh, with me and JD. Uh, I was thinking of last year he lost to um, the Cal Poly kid at the Tiger side. That was not this year. That was last year. He lost like a three-two. You know who else you should look? Well, I don't. I don't think you can. He's really but only beat, one. Uh, Tucker Owens and Joy Volk, but they're all right. So Dean Peterson is also undefeated, but his only win is uh, of note is, is Ventresca. He has not really faced He's not the rigor yet. Anymore. And and Eddie's out. And Cooper Flynn's – have we talked about that yet? Did y'all talk about that Monday? Cooper Flynn number one. <laughs> Cooper Flynn number one. Yeah. No, I. people are asking – everyone's asking about 125. Everyone's just talking about this weight class. I I've never seen anything – that is fifty percent as crazy as this weight class is. No, and all. and it's going to be like this the entire time. There's not going to be some stabilizing force here. Everyone's going no, going to take losses. Um, Kozak said you he know, wants random draw for seeding at NCAs. It basically is random draw. Like yeah, <laughs> the seeds don't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so. It's gonna be so easy to take shots at those seeds when they come out because there's literally not gonna be. Hey, you no, know, there's one that you guys should be sad about that we didn't get to see, and I and I I, I don't know why, 
I meant to bring this up, but I just I was just wrestle stabbing him, and I saw it. Um, Matt Ramos has three losses on the year to Marcus Blaze, which which doesn't actually count on his record. Camacho, Caleb Smith, and Nico Provo. Stanford and Purdue they did a they had a quad duel, and Nico Provo did not wrestle. He did not. Mm, interesting. Hey, can we yeah. put some respect on Matt Ramos's name? Half of this show has been about guys sitting. Matt Ramos has made the walk every match this season, including to an exhibition match against Anthony Noto and to a high schooler. Yes. So I know he's taking I'll some losses, but respect. He's making the walk. He's he's going to be tough to pick against too. If you if you're given a, an option, you know, based on everything we've seen from all, this is a guy that's been out there in the streets. He's taken some losses, but he's also he's got some wins in the process. Yeah. I think he's going to be very, very formidable come uh, come March. Noto's yeah. wait, yeah, Noto's undefeated. Noto's number one, guys. Noto's undefeated. Well, he lost at the uh, All Star. Mm, he lost the All Star. Yeah, shoot, which but, doesn't go on his official record. So NCA by NCA yeah. seeding, he's undefeated, but. Our Only one loss purposes. is actually kind of good at this weight class. As I'm looking through the top guys, uh, one loss is is pretty ideal. Yeah, Peterson's weird. I, have, is that really how light Rucker's schedule has been so far this year, or has he missed some matches? Um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the Big Ten schools, Christian, they do they go light because then they have the Big Ten second semester, and those could be really really. Not Ohio State. Oh my gosh, Ohio State. They do. Virginia Tech, they go to Vegas and they go to collegiate duels, and then they're going to do their big. T- they're, they're wait, who are you talking I'm about? Sure. Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State. Yes, they're, they're Virginia Tech, Tech, Vegas, and collegiate duels. Yes, I'm pretty sure they had another tough. Also, Pitt. As well. They duelled Pitt. Pitt. They lost to Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, non-conference against Pitt. They're just January fifth. That, that's got to be the January fifth. They yeah. go to Cornell, or Cornell comes to them. Wow. Yeah, they've got um, the toughest get schedule in, in America. Has Brett to be. Unger, Brett Unger's got a really tough schedule. He's he's wrestled not eleven matches. He does have two losses to Provo and Com- Colton Camacho, but uh, the as the per the WrestleStat ranking, there's only two guys ranked. Uh, sorry, three guys ranked below thirty that he's wrestled. So he's wrestled Greg D, who's ranked high, even though he's his teammate. Uh, Diego Sotel from Harvard's good. Provo. Um, Kaler, Augustino, he's had a really, really scrappy schedule. Yes. Yes, he has. Uh, so looking at Rucker's schedule, just to follow up, they went to the Black Knight, but I, I don't think Dean wrestled at that. I don't so think they sent their so, starters either, if I yeah. correctly. Or not all of them. Yeah. Damn, Joy Volk's got three losses. <laughs> I'm in here trying to figure out who's going to go high for you, JD. I can't figure it out. That's all I'm it's saying. It's tough. This weight has become the easiest weight to rank in America because yeah. anybody can be anything. Yes. Seriously. I'm joking. Yeah. It's actually it, it's... still giving me very much a headache because I still try and get it right, even though it's, there is no right answer. Definitely not. I mean, it might be uh... – it might be – I'd put Noto pretty high. He only has one loss to Ramos. That's a solid loss. He's got no official losses. Certain's going to go a lot higher. Peterson's going a lot higher. Brett Unger only has two losses and a lot of good wins. You probably slide him up some. Probably, I mean, Camacho, how far is Camacho going to go down when you lose three times in one day? To, and and one of those losses is not really all that good. 
Even the Macron one's not, you know, yeah, great. You can, two, well, two of the three two are of, pretty. Two rough. of them are not that good. You kind of got to go down to like from one to fifteen or something like that. Like you kind of got to go far down. Yeah, he's gonna drop. He's gonna get hit hard. I think that's what we're gonna see with with all these losses. You're gonna see big, big swings like that. And yeah. I think they're I think they're generally appropriate because no one is. Because to be able to absorb losses is to show that you've demonstrated you've done a lot to keep yourself up there. And no, that's not really true for anyone. Yeah, because he only has he has one really highly ranked win over Matt Ramos. Yeah. Um, but that's it. The rest of these dudes aren't very good. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Jory Volk. I haven't got to talk about the, the Volk-Figueroa takedown. Got some I'm Twitter noticed- battles over it. Who did I battle? Mark Branch was mad at you. Which oh, I, yeah, def- really I defended him. your honor. Um, I I don't I really don't like it when coaches go on there and you know I mean what he said was I I don't uh, referee that agreed with me. It's like okay, like good, you got a referee to agree with you. Like what's your point here? Like I don't get it. Obviously, yeah. another referee agreed with you because another referee called the takedown. So got at least two. Sweet. Yeah, he's he's got two. Um, yeah, I mean, I I had my I saw it. Everyone was talking about it and I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." And then I wondered, "Hey, is if you have a leg not in but across, you know, that's where um Figaro's foot was, is that like a is that a criteria?" And so I asked one ref, he's like, "Absolutely not." I asked another ref, he said, "Absolutely not." And this clip is going to be utilized for official ed- education. Which I didn't say on Twitter because I didn't want to look like I was driving home the point too hard, but, uh, but yeah, I guess I, guess, I mean I don't expect Coach Branch to be thrilled that I'm talking about it. I understand he's he's but that's- taking up for his guy, and I'll also say I'll also say this, and there, I'm seeing a trend, and there's an issue with reaction time in that they're sometimes forgetting it exists, and there's a reason there's a reason that Figueroa was able to easily swim out and get. Two on the reversal, which should have been just the takedown. And there's also fully established. And and there was another situation that's identical to. I feel like it's identical, where you're seeing guys get to. If you take a picture of it, maybe it's a takedown. And I don't know that we had that in Volk Figueroa, but there was an example in the Wyoming Oklahoma State duel between Willis Shell and and Williams, where Williams hits a quick duck and is kind of behind, and. Willichelle is able to square up and throw a wizard down and and get out of takedown criteria basically immediately. But they gave the three to Williams and they challenged it and they said takedown. And we're constantly seeing this basically reaction time. You should you got if you're in control, then there should be at least a period of two seconds you can control the guy. Otherwise, you weren't really in control of anything. And I get that it right. can get tricky and gray and it is a nebulous term reaction time but there's a reason that Figueroa is able to swim out and get two there's well, a reason Willis Shell was able to throw the wizard down and square up so quickly they weren't I, well, in control I so I don't think the, I, I don't I don't think those two things are the same what you just said there I think bulk was never ta- he never fully covered he was off to he was off here to the side the entirety of the time yep. he never actually covered right but there are situations like you know who does this um Hamidi does this, Barnett does this, where 
they are very flexible in the hips and the shoulders. So sometimes the guy is fully behind them and they will still reach back and throw a wizard in. So if I am fully behind you, and it, you know, obviously, like I said, reaction time. So one, one reaction time should be quick, like one second. You can then reach back and throw a wizard in. So I don't know that that is totally um, like the same. But for me, uh, the Volk and Figueroa is Volk never established a top position, right? He never got behind him all the way. He was only off to the side with the he, you know, he was locked around his leg. And then I, I don't recall where he had this hand, but that was for me. It was like. He didn't get behind him. Not a takedown. It was yeah. close. So, very close. Yeah, I, I guess I don't – I'm not saying they're the same position or the same thing, but I, I guess my point is I don't think they're requiring the offensive wrestler to really establish control to the degree that they should. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like Williams should be able to put him down or, or hold that position longer than a period of – less than a second and you know if Volk yeah and the Volk things just maybe it is completely differently but I do think if you're saying okay this was a takedown then he should be able to hold that position longer than than a second um, yeah. so yeah I mean listen he, it, they can take exception to that all they want I thought it was a more appropriate way to I saw it and I was like maybe not but I don't know I asked two people who are authorities and they they disagreed, and obviously, opinions vary because the takedown was called and then upheld, um, as was the case in the Williams Willishell match. Because guess what, the refs that are making the call are also reviewing their own calls, so that's right. helpful. Yeah, and uh, ev- everyone has an opinion on that. You know, some coaches are like, just get rid of review, which I'm not so there. Much. Well, yeah, they just don't like it. But I, I think what are the actual? Where we're in our quant division. What are the actual stats on that, Christian? Because yes, I, I do think it's they, they don't change things that should be changed, and in a few instances, it appears to be obvious, um, and they still don't change it. Uh, so uh, I'm not all the way there. It does in certain circumstances. It does really slow down the pace of the match because it sometimes it takes forever to review, and that's super annoying. And so if, if yeah. we're not going to get a if we're not going to get a useful outcome and it's wasting our time, then yeah, let's get rid of it. I would say I, I would I really want it and think it should happen. And I think there are examples where they just review their own call and kind of rubber stamp their yeah. previous opinion. But there are examples of reviews where they look at it and they change the call and they get it they yeah. get it right. And for for that reason, you should have it because it is making matches on the whole more where, accurately called. You know, flow. I don't know if you know the power that we have sometimes, but. If we did a quant division review of the amount of calls that were overturned and it was like 4% or 6%, we could say this mm-hmm. is preposterous and we could put some heat on it. And then the ref was, would know. But they would know we're watching you. We're watching you do the review. <laughs> do it right. Don't just apologize. Also, did. well, but also, some of these bricks are terrible. Some I, of the bricks I see are some terrible. Terrible bricks. I'm like, who, who why did you throw that? Why did, uh, yeah. There's some bad bricks. That's also, well, so. not as much in college wrestling because there is like a quantified number. That's what they need to have in freestyle. Like at the U.S. Open, there was somewhere I'm like, I want to go fight the guy in the corner because he's wasting all of our effing time. Like, and they don't think about that. Like, oh well, I'm just mad. I'm gonna throw this brick. But it's like, well, yeah, but yeah. when you multiply that by a hundred, now you're wasting everyone's time in this damn building. You're wasting the referee's time. They're frustrated. They don't want to watch your crap. Like, you should only get the whole tournament. You should only get a couple bricks. 
Yeah, I do appreciate it. when you get a YOLO brick and a ref just goes, no. We're, we're, yeah. we're not. That's what they <laughs> should do. I know. In some of these situations. Yeah, it, there, there were some bad ones for sure. I never got to talk about senior nationals with you guys. Um, oh, sad. We talked about uh, Assuming you guys are pretty high on uh, one Andrew Alirez. Speaking of yes. Andrew Alirez, his NCAA final last year, that's the reason I'm kind of like, eh, maybe I'd be okay with no review. Remember how long that took? Mm. Well, do you know what happened? What happened? They, they, there, was, there was a literal technical issue. They could yeah. not pull the video up. They could not pull the video up. So that was, I would say, that's an exception. Generally, they can look at the video immediately. There was well, something just that meant- happened that made it take that long. Apparently, the review itself did not take long at all, but it was just a matter of getting the, the file or whatever. I don't think that's a, um, that's a super exception in how long it took, but it's not an exception in the terms of uh, reviews slowing down matches and yeah. sometimes yeah. being gamified to get a guy a break or a rest. Hey, I like Christian, um, uh, Avery Gaming says he has the answer. It's 9%, and he said full wrestling needs to hire him because he has all the stats. So Avery Gaming might be our quant division. I don't know. That's a guy... He, he always wants to fight JD. Yes, he does. I'm about to say, if that's well, our quant division, our quant division is not Look in good hands. Tell me you don't you never <laughs> yeah. want to fight him. I, I honestly, I can, uh, I'll very candidly say, I do not want to fight JD. Drop a pin, Avery Gaming. JD, Send location. JD is, is, he is young and powerful. Uh, um, so funny. J- Avery just wants $39,000 per year. That's, that's cheap. Very, Hire this man. Hire that's a very That's a very specific salary. He's I like, don't I trust don't want to push for 40. 39. Hire him. He's hired. All right. You can pay him. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I was thinking, do... you know, I have been thinking, Christian, I need to, I, I remember, I don't even remember this. Cause I don't think I was working with you guys yet at the time, but I, I, um, I got, I got, frustrated that there weren't good enough statistics on on technical details out right and there was a few that were out there and i'm like i know they're wrong like like i just know they're wrong i i watch wrestling i know they're not right i can pattern recognition right so i built my own protocol for scoring matches and um i scored i well i taught my wrestlers how to do it this is like back when keegan uh a bunch of guys Josh you were on Otterby. flow yeah did we talk about it? And um, yeah. I feel like I haven't done that in, I think it's been five years. I think it was 19 and 18. I think we need to uh, maybe redo those to make sure that, I bet drags went up, it feels like to me. Um, it would be interesting to see how um, the scoring dynamics have changed. Do you mean, when you say drag, do you mean like kind of an arm drag from spe- from like neutral or like arm drag go behind? Uh, well, kind of a little bit of both, but I would say arm drag from neutral. Okay. Something else. And that would be weird because you'd have to score it, right? So if I got arm drag or single, I have to score the arm drag and I have to score the single. You know, like you have to give credit to both moves in the in the scenarios. That's why, you know, wrestling can be kind of tricky, right? It's like then I go arm drag to single and then, you know, then we get in a scramble and I score on something else. It's like, well, we have to remember what, what started this. So it's, it's very, it is very <laughs> complex and tricky um, because wrestling is not always simple, but it feels like I should redo that at some point. Yeah. I'll be my own quantum so, vision. Do it. Do it. No, that was cool when you did that. I can't remember which year, but I'm pretty sure you were on the show. I want to say I did 18 and 19, and then Adeline Gray whined that no one did it for women, and I'm like, bro, I just I just did this myself. Like, I just want to do this, so I did it. Like, I literally paid my AWA guys out of my own pocket to go watch matches and score it, and then she's like, we didn't do it for girls. It's like, that's my own money. I paid my guys to do it. 
So you know what? I did the girls. I did the women's worlds. And it was actually very similar to what the men's scoring was. I've so, done it for Final X, but it takes a well, long I, time to do. So obviously to like sit down for a full US Open of Worlds, it's just not going to happen. Dude, I did 170. I, we did we did the it was so the round of 16, the quarters, the semis, the finals, and I want to say the place matches. I think is what, or maybe the wrestle first wrestle back, and then the place matches. So it was like it was 17 matches per weight times by 10 weights. So it was 170 matches per time we did the scoring, and I felt like that was a proper evaluation. Yeah, that sounds like the way to do it. I'm no statistician. Oh, uh, what's going on in Facebook? I'm just now pulling it up. Yeah, Does I did the US. I did anything? two worlds, a US Open, and a women's worlds is what I did. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I had I'll tell you oh I I listen, I even have written written down whose assignment. So we had uh, on 57 kilograms, Mitchell Messermake is scoring. On 61, Aiden Medora. 65, Keegan O'Toole, Weston Wickman, 70, Jack Gano, 74. Uh, and then we just, oh, no, I had Deal do 97 kg. So someone didn't do two. Someone in here is slacking. Uh, Keegan did 92 kilograms as well. Um, Missy putting these guys to work. You want to know what the number one score, the number one scoring hold was a shot out of uh, 2019. That should be obvious. So which shot was it? We single leg. Scroll down and see that. I'd Let say guess. single. Okay, so single leg scores 200 points. Double leg scores 160 points. Uh, high crotch scores 125 points. And then low singles 56. Knee pull, which you may still all consider a, a single, 59 points. Duck under 12. Fireman's 12. Ankle pick, which may you may also consider a low single or a single, is 32 points. It would be interesting mm-hmm. to see the percentage of finish from attempt on each shot too that that's really a lot yeah, of data that would be cuz you got to assume double would be much higher cuz a lot of guys uh, get for, to a single uh, for and don't time finish, shot but... how many times does it score yes and what if you go Completion double to the single, single you know you fire a hard double and you end up in a really good position on a single that's what makes that data hard hit. yeah that's why it's very 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 difficult gut wrench scored 256 points lace 134 points two on one was wimpy two, two on one's only scored 16 points in 170 matches. Underhook was 69 points. I bet that number would go up. There's more people using underhooks. Would be my guess. Uh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I saw there, there's, we had so much like freestyle content from, from senior nationals. And I, someone actually said this to me in person. And I saw a bunch of this in the comments. Like, you shouldn't be able to just get one. It was after the Seth Seth Gross Alec Pantelio match where Gross is down six and he gets on top oh, and he trapped him the match in. Yeah, and people are like you shouldn't be able to. You should get like two, and then you should have to let him up. But I I freaking love it. I think I it's an it. awesome. I think it's. I don't an know awesome if you remember element. this, Christian. You might be too young. You might be too young. That was a thing for a while. Do you, you remember? Yes, you mm-hmm. don't remember? That. Okay, because I remember my. I mean, this was my honestly my prime years, my high school years, my formative years. No one did leg laces because you had to hold them, right, to get another point. So they actually had a hold point where you could go five back points and you got one extra point, which would then enable you to do another turn. So the trick was to do a gut wrench in which you could hold them on your back. So you got a two-point turn, a one-point hold, and then you could do another gut wrench. But you could not do it with the leg lace because it's impossible to hold them on their back for five points. So that was why, like, there for a while there, there was, like, no leg laces because you could get one maximum. And so I think one of the exciting things – and I guess you would say maybe um, from a competitive standpoint, it would be a frustrating thing. It's no different than a pin. It, 
What's up? It's no different than a pin. If somebody puts it's you no in a different pin, which, yeah, there's there's, a, there's a secondary way to to finish a match with like a singular hold or technique, which I think is great, right? Because it adds to it adds to the uh, is dangerousness a word? It adds to the danger dangerousness of the situation where if you give up this one thing, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it just gives you know freestyle another knockout and. That's mm-hmm. I think it's great. And also I what I don't agree with is that there's just this notion that if you get up in a trap arm or you get in a lace, it is just a death sentence and you are guaranteed to get teched no matter what. Like there's no defense for these. So things. some like, of those laces are death sentences. They, trap they arm are, I disagree with. Some are yeah, some. but how many leg laces do we see that? It's only one or two and then the person kicks out. That's what makes it good, is it has to be a good gut wrench or it has to be a good leg lace to be a match finisher. And I I was sitting Matt's side watching, I think it was a DeSanto match, and I was watching with another coach, high level. And guy gets to a, a lace, and they're like, he's like, match over. And the freaking dude got out of the lace. Like, they're not, you can get out of them. Now, some of them you can't, but that's the competitive aspect of it. Yeah, yeah sometimes he, his lace offense is better than your defense, but yeah. it's not, it's not a guarantee. It, well, it's uh, I mean, when they get it tight, it's almost guaranteed that you're giving up one, and then you could potentially like spin fast. But I mean, we we absolutely at AW we practice those type of things because it's like this this is this can be death. This can be death. So we need to have the ability to uh, make the match continue, even if we get caught in these techniques. So we we definitely yeah. practice those things. But yeah, I, I love them for that. I mean, obviously, at certain times, like when your athlete is you know better like they've been say controlling the match they got several takedowns to none and they give up one lace and they lose you're like damn it like you know i w- I, I wish that wasn't the rules but then on the other side it's like you you are happy because it it is it makes the sport better for sure more fun yeah so. you just have to be so cognizant in parterre defense too like all right i'm getting taken down like i gotta butt back or whatever you gotta do to, yeah. to defend the turn get your arm out um Anyway, I thought that was uh, – I just wanted to mention that because I saw a lot of chatter. And I think it's wrestling season, you know, traditional folk style wrestling season. So that's our audience. And then when you throw in some freestyle, they're like, what is this? It's kind of reintroduced a different aspect of the sport. Okay. JD, where do you want to go next, buddy? Uh, we can talk – there's kind of two big news stories that came out yesterday, I think. Uh, Nelson Brands uh, saying his appeal got denied. He's donezo in the Ivy League news. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that there was still more fight to be had with the the Iowa Gamblers. Oh, really? I mean, I I thought it was over. I thought we talked about the appeal previously, but may, maybe I'm incorrect. Yeah, it was denied. So Nelson's done, done for good and it doesn't sound like he's interested in taking his medical year so um <laughs> what'd you say i'm sorry someone in their youtube chat said keep your legs straight like remember remember my story from vegas about that coach? oh like, no who told you that who who told you that <laughs> oh my gosh keep your legs straight oh, and all straighten your legs that was you nice of you. I might not do that. That might not be a good piece of advice from the corner. Who it doesn't told work. you that? Man, you ah. almost got beat up. That would have been crazy. 
Ben Askren gets beat up in Las Vegas. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. He was a little guy. He was, he was going to know well, anything. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's... W breaking know. away. What do you feel? I feel like this is actually kind of a bad move. Um... I don't know. I guess I just, you, it's the viewpoint of which you look at it, the larger you are, the more spots you're going to have, the more you can maybe like have guys peeking and swiping and stealing spots from others. The smaller you are, the less of that there's going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, instead of one pretty strong conference, you're going to have two weak conferences now. Um, yeah. The IWA is going to be, you know, you lose. Cornell and you know Princeton and Columbia and yeah. um, you know that that hurts and then mm-hmm. for Cornell that's a small that's a small conference and it's it's not going to be as good either so I I'm I don't think it's as good and it just further makes conference weekend just about Big Tens and Big Twelves and not much else. Was there a reason given for this? I think there's a an academic alignment that the that the Ivies are probably looking for, where they don't want, you know, they want everyone to kind of. We don't want to wrestle those dumb kids. <laughs> not, not, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that was a part of it. I, the the political whatever. I don't know. I don't know why they want to do that, but, um, I don't think it's it makes sense, but I don't like it. I don't think it's, you know. Good. I don't. I don't know if it helps. I actually don't think it, it helps. helps the I, Ivies. I think it's more harmful. Yeah, I don't. I mean, when you think about the Ivies, right? You, you're thinking from that perspective, Ben. Is that what you mean? No, I'm just thinking from qualification standpoints. I think the the um the bigger the bigger the bracket is. The, I guess I guess maybe I'm thinking from my own because obviously t- total there's only 33 NC qualifiers. But I'm thinking. You know, if I can have my guys competing well at the right time of year, we're more likely to steal spots. So the more more spots there are, the more likely we are to steal them, right? Or if I had an injury where my guy can't get an auto qualifier spot or something to that effect, then I'm more likely to be able to take one. And the smaller the conference is, the less likely that is the case. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't understand it. Um, you wrestled in the the Big Twelve back in the day when it had the. Yeah. It was really small, but it was insanely tough. Yeah, um, and then in that in that era, there was um, there was a limited amount of spots. I mean, we were at I, I want to say we were at the cap. Like you couldn't go higher. Like they did it based on the previous three or five years, but there was a limit on how high you could go. So we couldn't go any higher. So there was guys getting you know eight, nine, ten getting left at home uh, because of that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's that's that is notable. That's for next year, right? Yep. That's when that kicks in. Not not two years next year. Next year. Yeah. So that was big. Okay. What else do we want to get? I'm trying to think. What um, else happened that I, I wanted to talk about? Nothing else. And then we're kind of going besides the Mizzou uh, duel. I think we're going into a little bit of a, a lull here uh, because there's not much until the end of the season, which is nice. We get to enjoy Christmas. Um, you can talk about Don Bradley winning another uh, U.S. Open title if you want. So funny. Um, yeah, no Kirk Fleet there, and so Dom won. He beat Lance. It was the funniest part. I mean, I don't know what. There's not much to say about that match. Oh my gosh! Um, did you watch that, Ben? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I love, the, I love that you, Dom won. You didn't. You didn't want to gut it out like I did. 
because that uh, was, what was I, do? I that think match I actually that was Sunday, so I had two. Pri- I remember I went home. I had two privates in a practice I wanted to get to because I had missed some Sundays. I didn't want. I didn't want to neglect my guys. I wanted to be there. Connor already qualified because I knew McFadden was hurt and he wasn't going to wrestle. So I said I'm going to go home. He actually did wrestle. Did you know that? Well, I knew he was going to wrestle the, the one McFadden wrestled. No, he. I saw he. Uh, in, uh, Evan won by injury default. Well, he. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's wrestling. I mean, he went out there. He didn't do the match, but he did not forfeit. Wait, why did he go? No, the match. He tried. Seconds. He tried. He tried. He yeah, it. he tried. He tried. Okay. It was pretty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you abandoned your pupil, <laughs> and um, that's interesting. If you can't beat that guy on crutches. I am. Me in the corner ain't gonna help, bro. You just lost to that it, guy, and he's on crutches. I, that's what I would have said. He would have been like, oh, I didn't qualify for the Olympic trials. I said, bro, you lost to a dude on crutches. You ain't deserve to qualify for the Olympic trials. Get out of here. Hey, I do want to talk talk about this. The, the high schoolers, man. So I, I've been thinking about it since senior national, and really, it's been something we've been talking about a ton because these high yeah. schoolers are continuing to—they're getting opportunities to compete against these elite guys. You got the college opens where you're seeing, you know, yep. Jacks and Marcus Blades and Bo Bassett go and win a lot of matches, and then at every single high schooler that entered, that's of no, maybe there were some random ones that I don't even know about that, that entered, but the big name ones all, th- there's no moment where you're like, these guys do not belong here. They're, they are senior level wrestlers. You just have yeah. to deal with, they are high level, senior level wrestlers. And, you know, Aiden Valencia didn't qualify, but he teched Seth Gross, right, yes. who who made it. Joe Seeley is in all these matches. He play- These guys all placed, right? Uh, yes. uh, Cole, Cole didn't, but, you know, I think you know, He's not a 97 kilogram. At 92, you know. Yeah, and he had I a very bet. competitive match with Louis Dupre. You know, he lost 4-3 in that first match, and that was a guy who, um, you know, that's a guy who I think placed, I think placed 7th or 8th maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're all on the level. And the main thing I'm thinking, because, you know, you, you've had these, like, phenom, phenom, the carry collats. And it's these guys aren't that. These guys aren't phenom phenoms. They're just, it's all about the you system mean, and the. When end. you say phenom, you mean above their peers, or what do you mean by phenom exactly? I mean that they're just. These guys are not so physically and technically exceptional that they're just uh, above every other high schooler and every. They're, they're these are guys that can lose high school matches. These are guys that are, you guys. Still they're not in Valencia ranked like fifteen or something. He's out of the rankings because he's not doing high school season. Oh. But yeah, he would he would be ranked. Yeah, he's not a top ten guy. That's kind of my point. Luke Lillidal is in, you know, his Ironman semis are in doubt. You know, Kerry Collat yeah, was really. killing every high school. These guys are not removed from their peers. That's what I mean by phenom. These guys are just the system and the coaching and the training is allowing these guys to get so good that now it's the senior level with high school is way more homogenous than we could have ever imagined it being because of the system. It's not about these guys. These guys are special and they are really, really good, but this is, we're going to have more Connor Mirasolas and Luke Lillidals in in a year and two years from now, three years, and they're going to qualify for trials. And I think it's just going to accelerate. Um, Um, Not Wayne. Yeah. I think it's likely too. I mean, um, the, so thing, that's the thing what, that is unfortunate, I guess, in this in this circumstance, I would say, Christian, is that um, 
there's still a physical component to it. And if you're not physically mature by 17, 18, you're not going to be able to compete with the senior level guys, even even if technically you are exceptional and you are good enough, right? So they're still, yeah. I mean, hopefully high school kids don't forget that. Like if high school kids, if your body is not mature by the time you're 17, 18, you, just, you can't compete with senior level guys. You're not going to be able to do it, right? That doesn't mean you can't in a year or two. Like, for example, I... I really got a lot stronger, uh, like, you know, my fr- and I was younger, right? I graduated high school at 17. Um, so that first year of college, I got way stronger where I could actually compete with guys on that level where previously I would not have been able to do so. So for you high school kids who um, are technically proficient and just hasn't happened yet, keep grinding. It, it, you know, there will be people who mature more quickly. Yeah. No, that's – and that's true. And that's kind of like – if if the things align with the weight classes, like for Luke Lilladol, fifty seven is a great weight class for him, and there's not a lot of guys that can make it now as adults. Yeah. Uh, for Connor, eighty six is he's big and strong for that weight class, yeah. and eighty six also has a lot of guys that aren't really eighty six kilogrammers yeah. that are that are a little small and they're bumping up because the the weight differences are yeah. are ridiculous from seventy four to eighty six. So that's that is, the physical element is is a good component or is a notable component but um like how did Sealy do on the backside? he beat he took eight um points. he beat wyatt sheets um and then lost to burger so it, anyway i i did want to mention that these, these high school kids are great and i think it's just going to accelerate you know um yeah. okay next up do we want to do where do where do we want to go now um james uh, there wasn't actually that many good questions. Uh, I looked through the questions. I was hoping we were going to do a few picks for the Mizzou match. Uh, I don't know what weight you guys would like to do. Um, 174 Mako, is the best match. 174 is the best match, I believe. Mako versus um, yeah. uh, Edmund Ruth. And it was a competitive match. I think he lost to him was it two years ago, and he lost to him close. It was like 8-6, yeah, 7-5, something like that. 7-5 at Tiger Style in November. And they have not hit since. Uh, since that time, let's see. Well, Peyton All-American last year, Ed- Edmund did not. Edmund is undefeated on the year. Best win, Danny Wask in sudden victory. He also beat Luca Augustine. So he's doing solid. Monko has the loss to Kemp. And he's like is that it? Yeah, besides, it. besides that, he's kind of been like just murdering dudes. Well... The only guy in the top whatever thirty he's wrestled is Kemp. Everyone else is kind of well, well else. Him like he should have. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm two, saying. Seventeen four. Tech fall. Tech fall. Piccolo. Piccolo's top. Piccolo is good. And he tech fault him easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. Uh, Piccolo's eight and four. He got majored by Braden. He got pinned by Tyler Brennan, and he got majored by Alex Kramer. So he's a guy that has been blown out by. All right, fair enough. Do you want to do a pick or not? I, if, if I was, if I was a doing a line, this, a this would be a pick That's just what I was going to say. If I was setting a line, this would be a pick I'm not distressed here. Mako, let's go. Um, Mako, baby. I'm going Mako. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I, could just, I could just take Ruth and I could game one on you guys. Or you could lose um, one, another one. And I could... And I can know that Whip Jacoby is somewhere just punching the air that I picked against a Tiger style guy again. Uh, yeah. um, or I could just be smart. I, you know, give me Edmund Ruth. 
Okay, it's fair. I'll do it. Um, let's go Skulls versus Mauler. I wonder. I don't know that I, they're gonna put him in. I don't I, have that inside information, but they might. I put a question mark in here. I would be surprised if they did. It was more me hoping and putting this out into the ether that I hope they use Braden Skulls against Brock Mauler. They have used uh, Braden Br in a match or in a duel or two. Yeah. I would take Brock. I would take Brock too. Skulls, because I'm a little biased. Almost. Skulls oh is good. Gosh. He's tough, but who did he lose to? He dropped one match Skulls this year. Lost somewhere that wasn't that wasn't great. Yeah, but he. I thought he. I watched him once or twice, and he looked pretty good. I thought, but he did take a weird yeah. loss. He looked. Who are you talking about? Uh, Braden Skulls. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Mahler. I was like, he's undefeated, sir. Dang, what the heck? Braden Skulls is. Why is sir. Wrestle stat not popping up? Um, he had one loss. I want to say it was at the. Uh, was, I got it right here. Was Four and one. Iowa kid. Wasn't it Northern Iowa Robert kid? Weston. Robert Weston. Yeah, RJ, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a Northern Iowa kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He got pinned. Oof. Pinfalled. Yeah, I think it was some kind of crazy You story. forgot. You can't get pinned. Yeah. He's six and one besides that. Yeah. Pretty tough kid. Okie doke. All right, let me look more at this document. Okie doke. You want to go a few minutes Let's early? I, I could be on time. Well, one question. One question I told before him I might we go. Be late, but I could be on time today. If we got nothing else to talk about. One question before we go. Would Younger be Gable's toughest college opponent due to his neutral game? <laughs> I would say, well, him or Kirk. Kirk. I want to say Kirk Lee. Kirk Lee. Yeah. I think it's still Kirk. Kirk. I think, I think Kirk Fleet is the best guy equipped to beat Gable. If there's a guy, if there's a name to say, no, I don't. Well, you guys say I don't someone has the best chance. Even if no one can beat him, someone <laughs> still has the best chance. Technically. Yes. Uh, so I would say, well, it's like, you know, one of us three has the best chance to beat Gable also, but it's like, is it worth talking about? <laughs> I wonder who it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, we'll just have to leave that, you know, we'll leave that part unknown. But I would, I would say Greg, because I like, he's really big in addition to like, he moves really well. He can attack legs. I feel like, not that Gable is just this giant brute. He's, but he's big. He'd be a lot bigger than than Younger, yeah. and probably just as fast. So I still think Kirkley is the best matchup for. I mean, listen, he was he nearly lost to Pitzer. That was really really close. He had a hard time taking down Lucas Davison, um, who I think we all feel would would lose decisively to Gable Dan. So I think it's still Greg. But I don't think it's, you know, all that competitive. Yes. How do we feel about a young um, Greg match? I don't know. I think it's probably three takedowns to none kind of match. Yeah. Two or three to none. Uh, you know, remember last year we said we were going to see Gable back, and he told I know he told the Minnesota team he was coming back, um, but he's not back yet. So uh, what's going on here? Is he actually coming back? Oh, I thought it. I thought I saw someone tweet that he's. Hundred percent back. That's uh, so, what I, I read. That. Yeah, I, I know. Him. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because I don't. I I don't think he's gonna be back. Um. I think those plans have changed now. Who, whenever they said, "Hey, he's coming back," maybe they thought he was, but and I think it was felt in the Minnesota room that he was. But with one thing for certain, he's not there until he's there, and nothing sure until it's I happening seen, I with him. Sparks. No, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying with with Gable, 
it's yeah, I got you. You need to see it happen, right? And uh, I think the the current plan is no Gable. Yeah. Which I don't know. It's like as much as he's like one of my favorite wrestlers to watch ever, but I kind of want to see how heavyweight unfolds without him. I, I think I that's a big. It's kind of exciting. It's like yeah. it's like man, Gable to me is the greatest heavyweight I've ever watched do it ever. So it's but like I know what's going to happen. We want to see him versus. Um, who am I talking about right now? Uh, I don't I know. The, Who are you swatting at? Oh, the Zare. Iranian guy. The Iranian guy. Zare. Um, Zare. Yes, him. Yeah. That's who we want to see. That's who That's who we want to see. Yeah. That's who I want to see, you know, Great American Hero. I want to see Greg. I want to see Younger. Mix it up. Yes. That'll be fun. Yeah, Joseph Floyd, the Young Bucks class garnered so much attention, but so far Jesse's the only one that who can realistically compete for a title. Through, uh, what would it take career-wise for Buzakis and Feldman to meet expectations? Team title or personal accolades? A couple of a placements being up. If they bring home a team title, that that washes away everything. They're gonna they're gonna have to get way better to bring home a team. They're title. have to get way better, way 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 better to do that. Points at the NCAA to bring home a team title. I mean, my God. Um, and this, is, Feldman- this is where I said it's crazy. It, it, it's, it makes my brain hurt, Christian. That. There's high school guys who are competing so well with senior level athletes. We just talked about that. And then Feldman, who was kind of like that kind of guy. Yes. Buzakis a little bit was too. I mean, he was really physically mature, but now they're they're struggling to compete at even, we'll say even an all-American level, just to be fair, right? They're struggling to compete at that level when the high school guys are doing that well. Yeah, the timelines are always weird. I think Buzakis, there were coming out I think there were questions. You raised them. You raised them on the show throughout when he was in high school. But Feldman, Feldman. I did not. No, none of us did. I, I did not at any point think this guy's going to be anything other than an all American contender right away. All American contender right away. And I thought Nick Feldman is going to win a national title before now. I'm not ruling anything out and to rule anything out this year in wrestling. I think would be foolish, but right now Thank he doesn't you, look like someone you would pick to place. And right now, I don't know if he's going to win a national title. But here's what I'll say: Look at, look at heavyweight. Look at heavyweight, and look who's going to be gone. Um, for for me, Feldman, I'm not right ruling him out being a high AA one day or even a national champion. Things this well, no, this I weight dis- class is going to look really different. I disagree significantly. Because when he's getting beat by Treffin or he's getting killed by Gahaldi, like he's going to have to be above that level. Like yeah. these high school kids who maybe are not as good as him yet, like they're gonna they're gonna get better, right? That there's a certain level of proficiency that you have to compete at. And yes, well, some of the better guys graduate, of course, but um, he's not even beating that that next tier, right? He he lost to Gahaldi bad. He's lost to Treffin. Um, he's gonna have to be significantly better than he is to uh, if you need, if you want to say maybe low AA and s- sneak in there. I, okay, fair, but to be a high AA, he's gonna have to raise his level significantly. It's so possible. I, what I would say, or what I'm kind of just thinking, it's like, all right, last year, what was he would have really benefited from a red shirt, and he didn't get to. A redshirt season where you go to a bunch of opens and get to yeah. feel a bunch and, and wrestle a lot. Like, he didn't get that. He was injured immediately, uh, had to have surgery, off the mat, 
off the map for months and months and months. So I think you have that's a caveat that has to be mentioned with Feldman. And I I'm not selling all my stock there. I think you should hold I think you should hold well it's low and you probably buy it. You should probably buy. I honestly think that that would be wise. Right I think now. he's gonna get better. I think his makeup, his mindset, his pedigree is really strong. I think he's gonna get better. So I'm not not hitting the panic button. Um, for this year, I'm. I think anything you get at NCAs, you should be excited about. But I think I still feel down the line, he's got some some areas where he is special, and I think eventually he's going to clean up the mat. He's, I think he's going to get better. Is he ever going to be automatic from bottom? I don't know because he's small, and if it's already a liability, it's not like Kyle Snyder. Kyle just yeah. was automatic underneath ninety-seven heavy just. He's getting away. It doesn't matter how small he is. And Kyle, comparing Kyle to really anyone is probably dumb, but I'm just using it as a point that this guy could always get away. So that was just part of him. And Feldman, it's probably always going to be difficult, you know, against some of the better guys. But I think he's going to improve, and I'm not selling all my all my Nick Feldman stock. Uh, okay. Well, let's go. You know, we can get out of here, James. How what's what's the vibes in the office? It's got to be like. You know, there's nobody right in here. <laughs> nobody. 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 I fled the scene. My brother got married yesterday. It was lovely. The oh gosh. Why don't you spread some Christmas cheer for once, Ben? Instead of negativity. Uh, okay. I will. Uh, should I send this? I'll send my trophy. I'll, I'll sign it, and I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> so you guys can put it in the studio. That's, that's my Christmas gift to you. You know what? When we get the new studio, not the. Uh, the not the little closet that JD and I. I want all American board up on the wall. You know, you put the board, and we needed to list the winners year by year. So it's probably year by year. Early. Yeah. No, we should honestly. We should have something like that in the new studio when we get it. And it's going to be sweet. You guys are going to be like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." Episode one thousand coming down the pipe. One thousand. It's going to be February fifteenth. We said, should we do it Valentine's Day? We said no. That's for love. February fifteenth, episode one thousand. Ben's going to be in studio. We're going to have a new studio. We better, because we sure are planning a show around having this new awesome studio. Listen, at nine nine nine, if we don't have the new studio, we're just canceling all. We're canceling. Cancel the show. I'm on board with this. Let's let's (laughs) hold the uh, hold the studio makers' feet to the fire. But no, they've begun working on it, and um, I'm told January we're going to be in there. So that's going to be awesome. Ben is just unplugging. He's just done. What are we doing next week? What an open mat. See ya. All right, later, dude. Hey, hey Thursday. So Thursday show. Oh, wait. The 28th is our next show. No, we're doing it Christmas. <laughs> right now. We're going to do it at 7 a.m. on Christmas Day. Just to make my children wait to open presents. Just kidding. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you have a merry, very Merry Christmas. Um, there's still a little bit of wrestling. There's going to be a ton of wrestling content. You already know this. Coming out, Flow Wrestling, check our YouTube, Instagram, flowwrestling.org. We got it all. JD, thank you so much. Happy holiday to the new Raider family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. <laughs>